Welcome into the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. He's up to the near side at the 45, pushes by the wall. 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, Byron Pringle. And the weekday home for Andy Reid, Mitch Holtis, Derek Johnson, and Patrick Mahomes. Fires it to Edelman, who dropped it. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Tis the season for the Santa Brownie Sunday, the Andy Nog Shake, or give the gift of Andy's gift cards this holiday season. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Guns are long for the end zone. Wide open touchdown. Kansas City. It's a home run to Tyreek Hill. Here's Jay Binkley. And welcome to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. I'm Jay Binkley with Kramer Sansone Producing. We'll check in with Josh Klingler, sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs, and Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. And we'll check in with you, the locker room, you name it. I got to say, this is one of my favorite Chiefs games the last couple of years. For what was on the line, for the way that this game looked like, going back and forth, just two heavyweights punched each other. I think even Andy Reid called it heavyweight fight after the game because that's what it felt like they were going toe for toe but that the Chiefs just never gave up they kept coming back and what can you say about Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill those guys were unbelievable in Mahomes in that fourth quarter in overtime three 75 yard drives Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey first wide receiver tight end duo in the NFL history to have at least 10 receptions 140 yards and a touchdown in the same game. That's by stats by stats. Patrick Mahomes becomes the fourth player in NFL history with three game-tying your go-ahead passing touchdowns in the fourth quarter. You know, there was times in this game where, you know, you'd want it. That was the big thing going in. All right, well, they can carry this offense over because it was the Raiders. They pounded last week, and everything looked in sync. Offense, defense, special teams. And well, we knew the defense was going to mm, – Listen, you didn't have Willie Gay. You didn't have Jerry Sneed. You didn't have Chris Jones. Guess what you're going to have against the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up. But Patrick Mahomes, you know, he had that throw in the dirt and he even said, yeah, he dirted the ball. That won the McCole Hardman. And, you know, he got picked off there at the line of scrimmage. But the whole the whole thing, just as I've said, everybody's calling him Messiah. You know, Brian Greasy, glossing about him early in Monday Night Football. That was the third or fourth game of the year. Everybody talked about Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. Well, Mahomes, 31 of 47, 410, three touchdowns, 32 yards rushing, three touchdown passes. The Messiah, 22 for 38, 236, two touchdowns and a pick. They ran the ball better than they threw the ball tonight. That's the bottom line. And I know offensively they ran the ball well. They did. The Chargers ran for 192 yards, but again, no Willie Gay, no Chris Jones, no Legereus Sneed, who, by the way, Sneed, the second leading tackler on this team. But it didn't matter. You know, the defense killed it. Those fourth down plays. I mean, that's what this game came down to. It was about stopping momentum of the Chargers. Yeah, the defense bended, but not didn't break. But there was bending, but they didn't break. And the charge just kept going for it on fourth down near the goal line. You know, Brandon Staley's had to answer these questions, head coach of the Chargers, after the game. Why didn't he just take a field goal? Well, because he thought he could just go for it on fourth down. Same type of attitude he had in Kansas City against the Chiefs because they feared Patrick Mahomes. Well, the defense stood up. They stood strong. They stood tall. 
and they got a couple turnovers from the uh, Chargers tonight. We're now at six straight games for this defense, getting multiple turnovers. Unbelievable. Seven straight wins for the Kansas City Chiefs. As we sit right now, obviously there's football to be played this weekend. Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC. You know, I got a kick out of watching Travis Kelsey and Michael Irvin after the game. When Travis Kelsey, you know, grabbed his mic, say, hey, man, there were people saying we weren't even going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it was Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin, one of many nationally. Chiefs just won six straight since he made those comments. A lot of people from Colin Cowherd to Skip Bayless to Stephen A. Smith, you name it, doubters, 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 doubters. What are they going to do now? The Chiefs are writing their own script. They control their own destiny. You know, I thought this about the Royals back in 14 and 15. You know, people were complaining they weren't getting their highlights on MLB Network. They'd show them for like 30 seconds at the end. And, you know, they didn't get the coverage on baseball tonight or MLB tonight on MLB Network. They didn't get the coverage. But you know what? They made them cover them. You know why? Because they hit the World Series here for two straight years. So, yeah, sports and everybody had to come to Kansas City. Why? The Royals made them do it because of their, their play. Well, the Chiefs are in line now or... Can you imagine four straight AFC title games in Kansas City? Could it could be in the horizon. Can you imagine if that happens? Now, there's a lot of things that happen. The Chiefs are the number one seed right now. Here's what you need to happen this weekend. You need the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Tennessee Titans. You need the Colts to beat the Patriots. Because if the Colts beat the Patriots and the Titans beat the Steelers, the Titans are your number one seed. Still, there's, there's just football to be played. Chiefs are in line for this. And again, they get their big dogs back next weekend against Pittsburgh. But this was the game. Patrick Mahomes now 12-0. and 12-0. Listen, I saw the doubters. You got to see my text line. You got to see the text line through the game. What's wrong with Mahomes? He shoots too many commercials. Blah, 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 blah. Then what happened? 410 yards, three touchdowns, led three drives of 75 yards at the end of the game, won the game. And by the way, he shoots his commercials in the summer. But what are they going to say now? Because now the Chiefs have them scared. And the Patriots do as well. The Chiefs seven straight wins right now, matching the Patriots. Patriots, they win this weekend eight straight. But the two best coaches in the NFL are Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. They're also the only two coaches in the top five all-time in wins. And guess what? Their team is primed. The rest AFC, you take notice. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the New England Patriots. Yeah, Buffalo, you coming up and making the title game last year. That was cute. Cincinnati at times, Joe Burrow, the Jamar Chase, that's cute. But the Chiefs just continue to get better. And the defense we've seen just get better. It's been the biggest turnaround of any unit this year. But for Patrick Mahomes, seriously, just think about, just think about that. Just think about it at his young age. Because he's getting a lot of criticism nationally about some of his throws, even locally, you name it. 12-0. 12-0 on the road in his career against the division. 12 and freaking 0. It's tough to do. He's now 20 and 3 against the division, regardless of where the game's played. In NFL Network, you know, oh, well, you know, the Chargers have beaten Mahomes before. Yeah, so what? But look at the big body of work. They don't beat him very often. And I'm not including that Chargers win last last year at the end of the year when, you know, Mahomes didn't even play and the, and the Chiefs are playing their JV, even though the Chargers. Put that on social media. But it's a, this was a warning shot across the NFL. Because if you weren't taking the Chiefs seriously, now you are. Because even Michael Irvin sitting up there and everybody like, I didn't even think this team was going to make the playoffs and look where they're at now. That was just a fantastic game. I mean, seriously, 
That's got to be one of my top three favorite games. Now, I'm not going to say it's better than that 24-point comeback against the uh, against the Texans. I'm not going to say it's better than that Super Bowl comeback against the 49ers. Just the magnitude of those games. But this was the AFC West on the line. And the Chargers were that close. As good as the Chiefs have been playing six straight wins, they were that close that it wouldn't have mattered. The Chargers would have got this win because their schedule is manageable, people. They get the Texans, they get the Broncos, even though the Broncos beat them two weeks ago, and they get the Raiders. So, yeah, they could have won the AFC West, but the Chiefs are going to win it for six straight years. But I will say this. You know, Justin Herbert, I mean, I like the kid. The kid's got some potential. He's definitely the second-best quarterback in this division. But again, when you look at some of these great NFL defensive minds, you know, Wink Martindale, the Ravens, held that offense to six points. Belichick beat beat Herbert this year. Vic Fangio and the Broncos found a way to stymie. Stymie Justin Herbert. And to be honest with you, the Chiefs stymied him tonight because it was their running game, not the passing game of Justin Herbert. Yeah, he made some nice throws, but again, the numbers weren't that great for Justin Herbert. But I digress. The Chiefs are the team to beat, but I can't wait to hear from you. How much fun did you have watching this game? What were your emotions going back and forth? Because, yeah, there was times that you just kind of despond and go, oh, man, this game was so close. If only we had Chris Jones and Snead and Willie Gay and if only we had these guys. Or if only Mahomes would have put that ball in the dirt. Or, man, the football gods are shining on the Chiefs with Brendan Daly going for uh, or Brendan Staley going for the fourth downs. They weren't coming to fruition. But regardless, this is a fun game. This is a game you remember. This is one of those you remember where you were when you were watching it and the emotions of going up and down. Because this game is full of that. From the highs of the highs to the lows of the lows. Anyway, time to hear from you. Let's go no huddle. 40, 35, 30, Cheetah at full speed. 10 to the 5-yard line. You play impress. The Cheetah will run you all the way around the earth. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. No huddle. Silverstein Eye Center's hotline. Grab a piece. 913-576-7610. Jay Southland Tow Service text line. 913-576-7610 as well. Call in. Love to hear it. You know, just, I don't want to hear the beach can't draft calls after Nick Bolton's second rounder. 14 tackles again tonight. He now leads the Chiefs by 37 tackles. And then, of course, you have Creed Humphrey as well. Not bad. Not bad, but uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, 12 for 339, three touchdowns. Unbelievable. Let's hear from you guys, though. Reggie at Anaheim, what's up? Hey, man, first and for, uh, foremost, I just want to thank you and Kramer for uh, for doing a great job on the postgame show. I know it's really early in the morning uh, back on the central time zone, but uh, thank you guys for, for always doing a bang-up job. Uh, second of all, I, I, man, my emotions, I actually watched the game alone because for division games, I get so worked up <laughs> that I just need to be—I just need to be in my own space, man. I, I had a headache. My voice was hoarse for yelling at the TV. My my deodorant stopped working, so I was musty watching my own game. And it, it was such a man. I have not enjoyed a win like I haven't savored a victory like this in a long time. Well, Reggie, you're, you're from Kansas City. You're from Kansas City. You live out in Anaheim right now, so you're. What were they saying about this game this week? What were the Chargers fans saying about just how close they were to winning the AFC uh, West title? And then, of course, I'm you know, sure they're melting down after uh, going for it every damn time. 
The Charger fans are actually pretty cool, bro. They're actually the coolest. Raider fans are complete a-holes. I mean, even when they lose, they're they're just but I, I I can't stand them. But the Charger fans actually really cool. They they haven't been talking trash. They they just been kind of laying low out here. So uh so and shout out to him and 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 hope uh, and prayers up to the kid that hit his head, man. Oh, Parham, yeah, that was scary, man. That, that that was bad. Horrible. His his hands were still seasoned even after like a ten minute commercial. It was crazy, man. But uh, but so, so real quick before I let you go, shout out to the defense, man. Three they lost their their best player on each <laughs> level due to the COVID mess, and the the offense put them in some bad positions tonight. But the defense came up roses, bro. Yeah, they came up big. They came up big, Reggie. When it mattered. I mean, they yeah, came up always. big when it mattered. It was, it was huge, yeah. man. I mean, it this, was huge. Yeah, this defense. Yeah, shout out to you, Reggie and Anaheim. Shout out to the Chiefs defense. Yeah, they gave up over 400 yards tonight. But, you know, it's bending but not breaking. But they made plays, man. And Nick Bolton, man. Three passes defended. How about tipping the ball in the air? Anthony Hitchens getting it. Knocked a couple others down, too. He was unbelievable. And his playing time, we've talked about his playing time. You know, it's been at 44%, to 39, and 25, 20. Like, his playing time hasn't been great, but the production has. He leads the Chiefs by 37 tackles now. Oh, and by the way, he's number one on the Chiefs in tackles for loss. Number two and number three, tied at six, Chris Jones will Jerry Sneed. Chiefs didn't have him tonight. Stay tuned. Batman, what's up, man? Well, it's you. It's, uh, you know, it's nice to hear from Reggie. I love that. But, yeah, uh, good the bat, dude. The bat flapping his wings just for his first a second, bear with me, but the whole league had to watch the statement that the Chiefs made tonight, and they're coming for them. And anybody that doesn't think the Red Machine is on a roll for the Super Bowl, they're tripping. The brats are on the grill, just like Mitch said. And, but it, it's a privilege to have to have the Bulls in our division because they, they, we might see them again in the playoffs. Yeah. The defense, yeah, the defense on fourth down, what can you say? I mean, you know, they had they had the balls to go for it, and we had the balls to stop them. And then I'm going to tell you that Travis is the goat, and that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, you know what, Travis Kelsey is the best of all time. You know, he doesn't have the total yards because he's a little over eight thousand yards. Tra- Tony Gonzalez has the fifteen thousand. Let me say this: Travis Kelsey went over a thousand yards for six straight years, and he's just kept this record because it was Greg Olson with three, right? And you have cats like Jason Witten, Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski. Those guys only have four 1,000-yard seasons in their career. And they're not all consecutive. Travis Kelsey has six of these in a row, over 1,000 yards. 191 yards, career high for Travis Kelsey. No, no, he is the greatest of all time. Say what you want. He's going to have every record, but his consistency... Every year. And this year's been tough, man. They've been putting two guys on him, dragging him down, grabbing a hold of him, you name it. But he makes it work. And and Tyreek Hill, fantastic tonight. Those two, 339 yards. Just between Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah, and somebody has to get them the ball. That was Patrick Mahomes. Chester, what's up, man? This is what it's all about. This mirrors life. When you look at... What you have to do to get through adversity. When you start slow and you seem like this is your worst 
situation and you come through. You dig deep and build a foundation. And then you start building on that foundation. And as you get closer to the top, the dramatics start building. So we have each other. We're in agreement. We hold together what we hold as a covenant. We say that we've been through the flood, but many waters cannot disconnect what we have. It's bigger than all of us. We look to one another. We lift up one another. We've got the aerodynamics. We've got the gravity, the lift. We got the dra- you got the drag. We got the pull. We work together and pull up together. We get better. We don't lose our hunger. We don't lose our love. We love to win, and we win for that love to endure. This mirrors life. This lifts people out of prison. This lifts people out of the dungeons. This lifts people out of... This thing is strong because it's what? This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You have it even before you get there. It's something bigger than all of us. And that's what keeps us going. We find our examples through men that conquer and not be conquered. Many waters cannot drown it. Love for one another on the playing field and off is bigger than all of us because it mirrors life. God bless you. Thank you, Chester. Great stuff. Chiefs, get just the, it's been a fun couple weeks. The way they pounded the Raiders, the win over the Chargers tonight. Yeah, they still get a divisional game against the Broncos. Andy Reid now 35 and 6 since this division in 2015. Let's go to Latham and talk to Zach. Hey, where's Stephen Lenexa that always wants to put Henny in? Like, where's he at? Is he uh, taking the night off? Zach and Olathe, what's up, Zach? Hey, Bink, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Oh, um, I'm feel like a million bucks. And it sounds like you're losing your voice. Point. Yes, because awesome. I was at Twin, I was at uh, Twin Peaks out in Olathe watching a game and everything, and my boy, and yes, my <laughs> voice is a little bit hoarse and everything, but it was well worth it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Bank, um, I just want to put my two cents in about um, about tonight. Um, I I've been hearing a lot of people say that like this was a game that Travis Kelsey needed. And everything, and, and mm-hmm. obviously, that was a game that he he de- he pretty much just needed. And, and you know, with all the all the stuff that's going on with you know four of our uh, uh, actually actually three of our defensive starters like being out and everything, Sneed with family personal reasons, and you know. Yeah, Willie Gay and Chris Jones out with COVID protocols. I mean, this team, yep. I mean, I know the defense didn't keep them under uh, 10 points like they should have, but um, they stepped up, stepped up big time. And and in the second half of, the, of that game, the, the offense came through when they needed to and, I, and at the end of the day, a win is a win, Bink. Yep. Um, and and let's just hope that you know, let's just hope that the good Lord upstairs will 
will rain rain out over this, and like hopefully yeah. uh, Tennessee and New England will maybe slip up. Yeah, there's still a couple weeks to go. You know what I'm saying? There's still some other weeks to go. If they don't slip up now, they can always slip slip up then. Uh, this first time since at least 2000 that uh, teams have combined to fail on three plus fourth downs from inside the five-yard line or closer from Josh Dubow. I mean, there's some. There was a. This was a wild game. By the way, per ESPN stats and info, Chargers the first team to fail twice on fourth and goal in the first half since the Chargers did it December 16, 1984, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Same teams, same date. 37 years ago. Unbelievable what this game will do. Let's go to Q and OP. What's up, Q? Bink, let me ask you a question, man. Can I ask you a question this time? You can ask me a question. Okay. Who is the only pass combination ever that has gone over 1,000 yards for six straight years? Nobody. I just answered that earlier. What? No, 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 no. I just answered you. I answered no. that question a minute ago. Okay, so Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, right? No, Tyreek Hill hasn't done it. Travis Kelsey's done it. Okay, okay, but you know what I'm talking about this year, this year. No, I mean, so, both of them over 1,000 yards. They're having unbelievable years. I mean, that combo, again, I've mentioned the stats by stats who put stuff up. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill tonight, the first wide receiver tight end duo in NFL history to each have at least 10 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown in the same game. Just unbelievable stuff. And you know what? This is the fourth best pass defense in the NFL. And we've talked and heard all about their run defense being bad, which tonight it wasn't. But they were 31st in the NFL against the run. They were fourth in the NFL against the pass. And Pat Mahomes put 400 yards in their ass. Right. So... Are we going to have this? Because I'm I'm having that conversation right now. I didn't I didn't hear you earlier. I was I was listening to something else. But are we going to have that conversation? Because I'm all for it. Yeah, it's a great those conversation. The, I mean, they, they the need to start getting two. fitted those, for those, those jackets. That's the best combination. That's the yeah. best combination. Ever, Love it. Ever, 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 ever. Well, I mean, you know what? The, what we're seeing now is fun because these are times right now, my friend Q, that we'll look ahead ten years from now or. 15 years from now, we'll look back and say, man, you remember that Chiefs run, man? You remember that Chiefs run that they had? That was just oh so nice. You know, three straight AFC title games in Kansas City? Could be four this year. We don't know. The story's not written yet. Hell, I was born in 1973, man. I never saw one at Arrowhead. The one in 93, that season with Montana was in Buffalo. And what a, what a, what a game that was. Make you pull your hair hair out. But they have all this in Kansas City. It's like, pinch yourself what's going on here. What's going on here in Kansas City? But but nobody wants this Chiefs team to be good. You know, they, they want it to be the hated team. You know, I loved, loved Kelsey. Kind of calling out Michael Irvin right there on the field. The NFL Network's having fun with this. Even NFL Game Day retweeted it. You know about Michael Irvin. Now wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to that. What do you mean you're sick of all the haters and one five the real deal? What What are you I heard some guys, in the locker room? I heard some guys saying we weren't going to make the playoffs. I heard some I, guys I, saying 1-5 <laughs> isn't the best quarterback in the league. You know, it's just uh, it's a lot of love for everybody on this team for fighting through adversity tonight and getting the win. Yeah, it's Michael Irvin. He called his ass right out there. Yeah, Chiefs are 6-0 and since Michael Irvin on first take. 
said the Chiefs weren't going to make the postseason. 6-0 since then. You know, Michael Irvin's become one of those guys now, like Stephen A. and everybody else, lick the finger, stick it outside, see which way the wind's blowing, and then go that direction. Yeah. And you get Skip talking about how it's just Kelsey and Hill and not Mahomes and all this. But anyway, it's just, it's just nonsense at this point. 913-576-7610 is our phone number. We'll take a time out. We come back. Our play of the game, Mesri Joy, play of the game. Plus, we'll hear from Josh Klingler live from L.A. next. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Tis the season for the Santa Brownie Sunday, the Andy Nog Shake, or give the gift of Andy's gift cards this holiday season. Tune in Mondays at 2.15 for our weekly conversation with Patrick Mahomes on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It's the play of the game. At the 40, 45, Hartman in midfield, 45, 40, two blocks, 30, 25, jet fuel, 15, 10, 5, gets your boarding pass. The jet is taken into the end zone. Corner pattern, near side, Kelsey reaches up and makes the grab. Touchdown, Kansas City. Brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry for four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. Ratiti wins it, 28-28 time. In overtime, Edwards Hilaire, the running back to the left of Mahomes. Mahomes takes the snap at his right thigh, dumps it over the middle, caught by Kelsey at the 30, spins back up behind Kelsey at the 15-yard line, Kelsey at the 10-5, touchdown, Kansas City! In the biggest AFC West game in five years, the Chiefs put the hammer down with a 34-yard touchdown pass. Mahomes to Kelsey. And the Chiefs take a commanding two-game lead in the AFC West with a gutsy, gutsy, gutsy win in overtime. That was the play of the game brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry for four generations, bringing the world's most distinct jewelry to Kansas City. 34-yard touchdown. Travis Kelsey's second touchdown of the game. That the walk-off. Travis Kelsey, 10 catches, 191 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, fantastic game. And for him, Tyreek Hill, you name it, but, man, what a game. Let's check in now out in Los Angeles, which is uh, 10.50, so it's not uh, as late as we are, but uh, this guy's going to be up all night because he's got a show uh, tomorrow. 5.58 Central and 3.58 Los Angeles time. Josh Klingler, <laughs> the night owl. What's up, Kling? <laughs> hey, I'm glad I got to hear that call. I was too busy, uh, you know, sprinting down the sidelines with my arms oh. in the air, jumping up and down like every other <laughs> Chiefs fan was you know what, on that Mitch? touchdown. So I don't think I, 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 I had the headphones on, oh. but I don't know that I heard Mitch's call. Oh, man. So. Yeah, I'm sure you'll hear, we'll, we'll hear some in the morning uh, on your yep. show tomorrow, Josh. And, yeah, I've got a lot of – Mitch was – I mean, we know how good Mitch is. And, of course, you're on that crew with him and Damon. And, but he was on fire tonight, man. I mean, he was in fuego tonight with all these. I mean, this game was set up for great calls, Kling. You know the profession. Like, for great play-by-play guys, they like moments like this. And, man, did Mitch just knock it out of the park. Man, that 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 game was something else. I mean, that uh, <laughs> the the aggressive plays on fourth down, oh. the, the game-swinging moments that happened on so many occasions of, of tonight's game. Oh, yeah. Um, and then just being able to kind of turn it on. Kelsey was at one point frustrated on the sidelines, Spink. I mean, really, uh, there was there was 
they weren't making the connection. He seemingly was kind of open in the end zone early on in the game. And he was yeah, like frustrated. That? Andy Reid's talking to him, and they're kind of rallying. It's that it's kind of that key moment. You're like, gosh, is this is this offense going to kind of kind of crack here a little bit? And then he <laughs> comes up and has you know 191 yards and makes <laughs> just incredible plays uh, down the stretch uh, to to help ice this one. I mean, good grief, that was. That was impressive performance by the by the big three, certainly on offense. Hill, uh, Kelsey, and 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 Mahomes. Yeah, the stretch of games with the Chiefs. You know, it's it's hard to quantify. You know, what what's your favorite game or what what made the mo- meant the most to me? It's that you know a twenty four point comeback with the with the Texans with the Super Bowl win. And of course, that's number one against the 49ers. tonight. Big. I mean, this is a title tilt. You know, as as good as we felt about six games in a row cling for the Kansas City Chiefs. That could have all been for not with mm-hmm. just this loss at different times. It looked like the Chargers, when they, especially when they seized that lead 14 to 10, things were going well for them, obviously, on the goal line. And then Mahomes had that ball in the dirt and to Hardman. Could have been a touchdown. And just a swing of motion, you think, man, all this could have go for not this game, this magnitude, AFC West title on the line. I don't know where you feel, Kling, but. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to ask you to rank this in the best ever well, or whatever, but to me, well, in terms of top three from this season, group, yeah. In terms of regular season games during this run, I mean, this has to be it, right? I mean, I think we're going to remember I the comebacks so. in the postseason, yeah. as you remembered. Because the other ones but, were postseason, you know, I mentioned. Some of the, some of the other wild um, regular season games, they were on the, they seemingly lost. Yeah. I mean, we all love that that Rams game, right? But that was yeah, that, that was a loss. Yeah, no. um, so this one being a win and, and, and the stakes that were there, I mean – Think about it. If if we're going through the wild, you want to you want to be in the wild card pile right now in the AFC. I mean, the Chiefs steer clear of that, um, but they lose this this game tonight, and and we're talking about a, a Charger team that's winning the division and a, <laughs> a Chiefs team that's that's battling in that mess of AFC wild cards. Now they put themselves in a spot to be the division winner, and and who knows after all the dust settles, they could be the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, it's this. Not how we thought we were going to be designing this season, but it's been no shortage of drama and and you know storylines and what have you. This has been pretty incredible. And then to go out and win a game with all the guys you were missing on defense tonight. Yeah, that's the yeah. And, and, and still seeing this defense come up and make big plays when it counts. I mean, they were put in some tough situations tonight too, and uh, you know able to hold the fort time and time again and. Uh, not break, and then this offense kind of sticking with it when, as you mentioned, that 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 hopper in the dirt felt like, ooh, this might not be the night. Yeah. Um. The the interception that was thrown, um, what a heck of a play. But in that scenario, you're like, well, maybe this isn't the night. And then to have them come through, and then get get a walk off. You don't see too many walk offs. And then uh, I'm sure everybody by now has probably not only watched the video, heard the sound. But but seeing some of the still shots of that Kelsey play, he's got three guys around him. I mean, <laughs> he turns at the thirty yard line, and there's there's no way he should be running through all of that territory and and breaking that for a touchdown. But yet he does, comes up huge. Kling, how many Chiefs fans uh, made it out there tonight? Do you think because they really didn't show for some reason they really didn't show like you know the breakdown of the crowd and stuff like you normally see and. You know, I don't know if they do that to protect the Los Angeles fans because it's it gets ridiculous how many opposing fans are in that place. But red does stand out. Was there quite a few there? Oh yeah, there were there okay. were a lot. But I, I'll credit I'll credit the Chargers. It was a lot louder place than I thought it was going to be for the home team. Now I think they did have some, you know, some 
semblance of manufactured sound. <laughs> I to said that too. Extent. I thought that too. They they have a they have a third down yeah. like siren thing that they crank and they make noise with, and that's really really loud. And uh, the PA announcer, I know people have been complaining about the PA announcer. I had my headphones up loud enough that I didn't hear him as much, but apparently, you know, he was really into it all night long. So I think there was there was some artificial sound, but but that crowd was really loud and on their feet and cheering, especially on third downs and trying to make it difficult. And Mahomes had his hands over his you know ears quite a bit. So uh, I'll give him credit. It was a lot louder than I thought it was going to be for for the uh, the Chargers. I thought it was going to be the Chiefs coming and taking over another stadium. And sure, um, Charger fans did their did their most to, to hold them off. But there were a lot of there were a lot of Chiefs fans here tonight. I don't I don't know the I'm always terrible at the breakdown percentage wise, but um, you know, they had a good portion of the crowd tonight. Kling, you talked about how you were uh, you didn't hear the Mitch call because you were jumping up and down, obviously, when Travis Kelsey got that walk-off. I mean, what, what a moment. I mean, it's like the walk-off home runs, man. We like that kind of stuff. And this, for the magnitude of this game, it's like a walk-off, you know, home run to lead the division. You know, it's kind of that same way. But but I got to ask you this. Ripping, that and ripping the hearts out of an opponent. Oh, man. I mean, you know, here's the thing, Kling. And I just, like, what are the Chargers? What, like, when you're, on the, when you're on that sideline and you see them, like, what was their reaction? Mahomes now twelve and zero in his career on the division road games in the division. That's incredible. Twelve and zero against the division. Now twenty and three against the division, whether it's home or road. And that throws in that uh, game with the JV played, you know, against the Chargers. But it's unbelievable. Mahomes twenty and three against this division. They've won twelve straight games in December. But they gotta have that man. They let this thing slip out of yeah. their hands. I mean, yeah. how despondent were they after this game? Yeah, I mean, if 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 Brandon Staley and a few members of the Chargers aren't muttering to themselves and <laughs> tossing and turning all night, oh. I I don't know because they're going to look at missed opportunities. They're going to look at being maybe overly aggressive on fourth downs. Um, they left a lot of points out there um, tonight, right? Um, and they had a huge momentum swing after the Chiefs got a ten nothing lead and and looked like they had a chance to really take control of the game. And then you know, much like the Chiefs. Overall in the season, right? You had a chance to knock them out, and no one's knocked them out. And they're just going to keep fighting and keep standing and keep plugging through and building a uh, momentum. And man, you, AFC blew it, man. The AFC blew it. They they should have slammed the door on this Chiefs team, and here they are. Yeah, they had an opportunity to do it. Now the Chiefs sit as the first seed. Cling, that had to have been a lot of fun tonight. I appreciate you joining me. I know you got to turn around and do a four hour radio show here and. Yeah, about four hours. I, just, I, I don't know how to comp- I don't know how to compose this game. I don't know if you're that way too. I'm like I'm just still like just there were so many things, head, man. Like, there were so many things. I mean, there's yeah. so many. You got to see the text I got on the text line or phone. Holmes does too many commercials. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I mean, I had the response. He does was the summer, but just a, just a swing of emotion from you know the people saying, "Oh, I, I apologize about those texts. Look at them now." I mean. Like you don't shut the door on this team. I mean, that's just they they've proven this time in and time out. And Michael Irvin got a taste of that after the game with Travis Kelsey saying, Yeah, shout out to all those haters that thought we were not gonna make the playoffs. You know, it's yeah, just, I, yeah they they're narrative killers. I, they they absolutely are. I mean it it they're gonna be the number one seed, Bank. I, I, I think feel so. it, don't you? I I feel the Colts, you know, it could happen this weekend because if Tennessee loses the Steelers and the Colts beat the Patriots, they stay as the one seed, but there's still time. There's still time ahead for this team still to make themselves back into the one seed. But, yeah, Kling, I was talking about it. This could be four straight years of an AFC title game at Arrowhead. That's a real Kling. I was born in 73, and I'd never seen one here 
until three years ago. Yeah, this, Ever. It's, it's it's an incredible run, and to think they're doing it in consecutive years as well, you know what I mean, in this NFL, to be able to put together these types of runs. And, and you go back to when they were three and four, and we're all kind of questioning, oh, you know, that run that run was fun. I wonder if they're out of gas. <laughs> I well, wonder hey, if they're spent. It's, uh, they're not spent. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not at all clean. You know, the Patriots sitting here, they get the Colts this Saturday. They've got the Bills still. This might be the one time the Chiefs actually root for the Bills. Jags, okay, very winnable game there, although Herb's not there, so I don't know what's going to happen. And then at the Dolphins, and the Patriots aren't good at playing them. So there's more opportunities to get I mean, that one seed. If I just, the, the way this thing's going, yeah. I, I'm with I you. Just, I'm with you. I just have this feeling somehow I'm we're going to be shaking our heads going, how did they do this again? They were three and four, and they weren't going to make the postseason. And now look. Jeez. Uh, they played more football than any, any team in the NFL because they made the Super Bowl two straight years. They used the title game. I mean, this is not stuff people do. I mean, I remember Vern talking to Madison Bumgarner at the All-Star game a couple years ago, and he was asking him, you know, because they'd win one, not get to the playoffs, win the next mm-hmm. one, not get to the playoffs. Win that one. And he was talking to Vern about how much how much toll it takes on your body playing in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why you got I mean, to kind think, of regroup yourself a little bit. You think they, you'd think they be spent. Uh, they're not spent, folks. I mean, they're... No, <laughs> they're they're anything but at this moment, man. This team is flying high, and it's uh, great when you win a game like that on a Thursday night. They get the extra time now to to rest before uh, before next Sunday's game against the uh, Steelers. And man, they just get to sit back and, and watch football uh, this weekend and and not sweat any of it. I mean, well, this is this is the perfect scenario. You know, Clayton, the final thing, because I, mean, I get you to bed, but that, the weird this is a weird week in the NFL. Obviously, they changed the protocols kind of in midstream. A uh, hundred guys are on the protocol list at this point. The Chargers got the advantage of playing this game at home. The Chiefs had to board a plane. The, despite all this COVID and the transmission and everything and guys getting popped uh, all the time and testing positive, like this is the wrong time to have to play a Thursday night game. That's why I give them so much credit because weird crap happens on Thursday night. But to board a plane, go out there, especially in this wild week of the NFL with COVID, the Chargers had the advantage tonight playing at home. I know Slater didn't play, but playing at home was big, especially what's going on right now in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, and they got to be kicking themselves. Like, what? What more do we have to do? They were, they were, they they were right. Th- they were right there and had a couple opportunities. You thought maybe to crack the Chiefs in the second half, yep. and you let them get to the fourth quarter, and then you let them win the coin toss, and you let them get the ball. And mm. man, that's. I'm chuckling when I say it's gut wrenching because it's 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 awesome on the other side of it. Awesome stuff, Kling. You have fun. Uh, I'll get up and listen to you guys in the while. I'll probably still be up to be honest with you. Probably yeah, I, I'm thinking out. about that too. I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I can sleep. I may yeah. just, I may just stay up till six. I get to that point, and if you're gonna do like from this post game to your morning show, you might as well because you start sleeping for an hour, you ain't waking up, man. You're just gonna roll right through it. So I may be, it may be an incoherent four hours tomorrow, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> Good stuff. Kling, you take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. Later. There you go, Josh Klingler. Patrick Mahomes joins The Drive every Monday at 2.15 on 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHG2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Michael K. Williams, did he say Omar from the wire? Yes. Swing at the king, you better not miss. Yes, he. Yes, I think that's uh, what a lot of people in the AFC did. They swung at the king, and then they missed. We still got to hear from Pete Sweeney. We still got to do touchdown Kansas City. We'll all go to Lone Jack right now and talk to Neil. Neil, what's up? Man, Jay, let me start by saying, I, brother, I envy you, man. I, I don't say this enough. 
I envy you because you get to talk about this game for three hours with, with hundreds of people. You get to talk about this game for two weeks until we play the Steelers practically. I, just, I envy you because I, I could talk about this game for days, and I'll do my best to keep it to a couple minutes. You know what, Neil? You're right. It's kind of like a mini buy. I mean, no way Andy Reid after buys, right? You know, they're all weekend. They're chilling. They're sitting in the clubhouse with the two-game lead in AFC West. This is good for the Chiefs. This is the most – you touched on this. This is the most memorable preseason, the regular season game possibly in the history of the other franchise. Well, I, I, it's hard, hard to quantify things, but what was on the line definitely since 2015 in the AFC West. I mean, the games I mentioned were postseason games, obviously, but regular season-wise, it doesn't get much bigger than this one is for the division crown. So, yeah, you're right. I think the only thing that rivals it is the fourth and nine against Baltimore in 19 – I mean, that, that game was so memorable, but this game tops it because Patrick was not amazing. He threw for 400 yards. He threw for three touchdowns, but he was not amazing. Let me stop you the there. There was times he made bad throws, but the final 10 minutes, that was amazing. It three was touchdowns, amazing. more than 75-yard drives. He was simply amazing when it counted. The final 10 minutes, 10 for 13, 197 yards, three touchdowns, no picks in that 32-yard run. That's the stuff. That's the stuff of legends right there. Was he 100% all night? No. No, he wasn't. But when the game was on the line, when it mattered, he had three touchdowns. The Messiah, Justin Herbert, didn't have that all game. So, you know. Incredible, amazing, memorable performance by him. Amazing. The defense, I got to give him credit. I was holding off for a couple weeks. I talked to you yesterday about how I was concerned about Willie Gay being out of this game and having Ben Neiman. And Sorensen get exposed. How about Ben Neiman saving a touchdown and getting the fumble? Getting the fumble. I mean, this a complete team win. The defense could give up as many yards as they did. And normally, I'd be pissed off about giving up 180 yards rushing. But the way they played, the, the heart, the soul they showed, yeah. stopping them on fourth down time after time. I after can't time. get mad at them because they're without three starters. You know? I mean, yeah, it, I watched this game at Johnny's and Lee Summit, the same place where I watched – the game uh, against Houston in the playoffs, the Royals. I'll never forget either one of those games. The Correa game, that's where I was. Johnny's Lee Summit. Well, you better stay there every game. And Angela, and it was just the most memorable game. I'll never win or lose, whether we go to the Super Bowl or not, if we win the Super Bowl or not, I will never forget this game. The defense was amazing. Patrick, Travis, God, Travis, congratulations on an amazing, incredible game of your life. It's the GOAT. Aside from maybe the Super Bowl, right? That's the GOAT. Aside from the Super Bowl, aside from the Texans game, it's an incredible, amazing game for Travis. Congratulations to the entire team. AFC division, AFC West division leaders, seven years running, six years running. It's and we'll get it next year, so it'll be seventh. Well, good shout stuff. Shout out to yeah. all, the, all the great callers. Shout out to um, Dan and KCK. Shout out to Reggie and Anaheim. Shout out to Big T. Shout out to all the great callers. What an amazing game. I, I could talk for three more hours about this. Again, Jay, I envy you. God bless. Have a great night. We'll talk more later. Take care, Neil and Jack. Take care. Have a good time. You, sounds like you're enjoying Neil's the guy that got in his car and drove to Miami a couple years ago for the Super Bowl. You know, oh, he's, yeah, he's all that. about it. But he wouldn't go to Tampa, Kansas last year when I tried to convince him to go do that. But it sounds like he's found a bar and grill to go watch the games. That's where he needs to stay. I mean, he was there with Carlos Correa when he bobbled it and the Royals win, and he was there for the night's game. you got to stay there, Kramer. you got to go back to that. 
Let's go to Phil in Wichita. What's up, Phil? Hey, Big. I was just wondering, whenever you watch the game, you know, prior to your show, are you listening to Mitch? That's one question. The second one is, how about Dirty Dan Sorensen? I want to know your thoughts. Oh, I, I, I love it. He's awesome. Yeah, we uh, hear him. Kramer and I are, Kramer cuts the uh, right as soon as it happens, the touchdown calls, and then I put that stuff out on 610 Sports KC. Uh, that's where you can see all of Mitch's touchdown calls. Uh, right. we, we put the picture and we put the, the cuts. So Kramer cuts that and I put it on. So, yeah. I'll be, and I'll get to touchdown Kansas City uh, as we can hear this game through the uh, the voice of Mitch Holtis here coming up in just a little bit tonight. But, yeah, I mean, there's an amazing game to listen to on the radio. How about Dirty Dan? Dirty Dan with the tip ball at the right time. He's always at the right place at the right time. He stepped up tonight. Ben Neiman stepped up. And what's happening is everybody's stepping up for this team at the right time. I mean, guys that were, may have been a weakness at earlier earlier this season are not anymore. And they're stepping up, which makes this team so much stronger when those guys step up and seize their opportunity. But not only that, did you see Ben uh, Limpin the whole night? Who? Ben Neiman Limpin. Oh, yeah, because he, yeah, he, he was banged up a little bit, but they needed him to play, you know, because without Willie Gay, like, he sucked it up, man. All right, go Chiefs. He was good stuff, man. It was good stuff. Plenty of good stuff here as well. We'll talk to Pete Swinney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. We still got touchdown Kansas City. We still got to hear from the locker room as well. All that next. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Tis the season for the Santa Brownie Sunday, the Andy Nog Shake, or give the gift of Andy's gift cards this holiday season. Tune in Mondays at 7.30 for our weekly conversation with Derek Johnson on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Tis the season for the Santa Brownie Sunday, the Andy Nog shake or give the gift of Andy's gift cards this holiday season. Here's Jay Binkley. And welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. It's 1 13 in the morning. It feels like it's like six o'clock, man. I'm wired. I'm pumped. 34 to 28 win over the Chargers. I mean, you think about great regular season games. It's got to be at the top because, or at the top because of how much it mattered. Yeah, we've had some fun postseason wins, but this game in particular. Time to head out to Los Angeles now. Talk to the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Mr. L.A. himself, Pete Sweeney. Pete, good uh, morning or evening for you still. Yeah, still uh, still Thursday night for me. Yeah, it's Friday morning here, Pete. What would you say? It says Friday morning here, Pete. Well, good morning to you then. Thanks, Pete. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a game. Game of the year. Uh, and there was so much riding on it. You and called it before this game. You said the game of the year. The team to step up like they did, and and really, I thought fight through what was you know that that kind of middle part of the game that the offense always seems to struggle. It reared its ugly head, and really fought through that, and were able to score when they needed to. Pete, I want to talk about a guy that stepped up in adversity. Sometimes guys. Just have, you know, that knack for coming up, showing up, having the big play. And this was one of those guys. I want to talk about Michael Burton. I'm kidding. He obviously had a touchdown. But no, I want to talk about Travis Kelsey <laughs> in the walk. Michael 
Michael Burton was part of the equation, but you know, Travis Kelsey, the 191 yards career high for him, a couple yeah. of touchdowns in the walk-off. This is after all the attention he's been getting with the with defenses, you know, smothering him, grabbing him, poking him, everything else. And then Tyree Kill, you know, 12 for 148, 339 yards between these two guys. The only receiver and tight end combination ever to have at least 10 catches over 140 yards in each touchdown. Um, incredible evening. Yeah, and I, I and this is something that I, I kind of asked Travis Kelsey in the press conference. We've had individual games for these guys this year where you know you're seeing that production that we're used to. It's been either Tyree Kill, and a lot of the games it's been Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey, you know, and a little bit fewer of them. But we haven't really seen consistently what we always used to consistently see, and that was this game where Patrick Mahomes has a lot of yards and Travis Kelsey gets over 100, Tyree Kill gets over 100. Uh, they combine on, on you know two or three touchdowns, and that propels the Chiefs offense to have a nice day and, and win the football game. And we got that. We finally got that on Thursday night. And what I thought was most impressive about it, and, and Jim and I, you know, we always kind of, recount things we were right about. I, I think the Chargers are a legit playoff team, um, and it should be interesting to see how far they can maybe go on the road. But for a team in the Chiefs who's really only had that offensive success against the Vegas Raiders, I, I think to do it against what is going to be another playoff team was very big for them. And it, I think it was really the first real feeling installment these two games this year of Herbert and Mahomes. I mean, I just I think this is going to be a rivalry we're going to be watching for a very long time. It's going to be a lot of fun, Pete. And these Thursday night games could turn out really weird. To be honest, I remember the Chiefs back in fourteen, you know, being seven and three, the Raiders zero ten, and the Raiders winning that game. This has been a wild week in the NFL, Pete, as you know, with the hundred guys now in protocol. The Chiefs, you know, without Chris Jones, that's in the protocol, and Josh Gordon. Um, the Chargers got to stay home. You know, the Chiefs had to board a plane and fly out there with all this stuff is going on and, you know, cross your fingers, you knock on wood and everything that doesn't happen to anybody else. But of all weeks to travel, play on Thursday night and play in such a big game, I think those things have to be considered when you think about how big this win was. Yeah, and I, I think what what makes it more impressive, and I understand that the defense gave up what was 28 points, sure. but just not to have some of your stars in Chris Jones and Ladarius Sneed and Willie Gay and to have a, a performance in, in in the fact that like you're keeping your offense in the game. I mean, it wasn't perfect, right? Um, but some guys stepped up that you know that that normally might be on the bench. Uh, I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do about Nick Bolton. Seems like they want to play some uh, of the older players, especially Anthony Hitchens and, and Willie Gay comes back. I mean, you had Bolton teetering around 20 percent, but the problem is every time he plays. He looks great, and he looks to be the team's best tackler. So I, 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 I think, in, in a way, what this game showed me is Steve Spagnuolo might have to take a, a hard look in the mirror and say, I understand Hitchens is our, our leader and our, our glue guy. Bolton's got to be on the field for the majority of the game. He uh, leads the Chiefs by tackles. 37 tackles, Pete. That, I mean, 37 Incredible. tackles, he leads this team. And we've talked about the limited playing time he's had. He's made the best of it. And the tackles for losses, he leads the Chiefs in that category almost 2-1 to one over anybody else. And they didn't have number two and three playing in this game in Sneed and Jones. But I, I'm 100% yeah. with you, man. Nick Bolton's brought a flash. I think the guy could be like a Derek Johnson to this team for the future. I thought that when they drafted him, he's well, the surest tackler on his team. But I, I'll throw that out there because I think he can be that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I know we're talking about this game, so I don't want to get in with a, a deep sure. conversation about a future years, but I, I think what the Chiefs had in mind was that Bolton would take the reins next year, right? So we'd have the one year under Hitchens. You know, the good problem that they're running into is the fact that he is basically a year ahead of schedule. Uh, I mean, he, he looks like he should be almost a an, an every-down type of, of player right now. I, I mean, he's playing that well defensively. And so um, uh, we saw with the Sorensen, it, it took Steve Spagnuolo a few more weeks than, I guess, did us. So I wonder if at a certain point, you know, he just finally realizes, okay, you know, we're just a way better football team when this guy plays the majority of snaps. You know, Pete, it's one of those things, and I know that, uh, you know, Mahomes threw the ball in the dirt, but, you know, that fourth quarter in overtime, you know, the three drives, 75 yards, and a touchdown. He's now 12 and 0 on the road against the division, 20 and 3 overall against this division. The Chargers had to be watching this. I'm with you. I think the Chargers aren't going away anywhere. I think this is going to be a team that's going to build. I think they'll look back at this game and all the mistakes they made, you know, rolling the dice, going for fourth all the time. I mean, you know, there was a situation. I'm sure that uh, Brendan Staley's getting killed right now with the Los Angeles media for not taking a field goal in certain situations. It's like they feared Mahomes that much like they did earlier in the season. You know, uh, and and this will sound like I'm, I'm trying to be a homer, but I'm not. I, I, I don't have any bias in this. I, I think that there's a time and place to go for it on fourth down. And, and the analytics people are right, I think, in a way where – you know, you have the book, and you can easily look at the percentage and see, okay, we're going to do this this decision. This could improve our winning percentage, and so on and so forth. And I think you've seen over the years, Andy Reid, who, like the rest of the NFL, like in the early 2000s, 2010, was more conservative, right? And then you start to have these numbers guy guys come in, and Mike Frazier, that's the name of the, the Chiefs uh, analytics guy, and, and they have that research there. What I like about Andy Reid and his tendency to go for it on fourth down is you can tell that there's still a feel for it of, of okay, you know, my team is playing in a certain way. I think we can convert this for him, too. Sometimes when the book says, okay, you should be going for it, we'll send Harrison Butker out because I, I think there's a feel aspect to going for it on fourth down. The Chargers have no feel aspect. They're just saying, look, it's fourth down. This is who we are. It's, that's not a special thing that they do against the Chiefs. I know that sometimes teams – We'll play the Chiefs a little bit differently when it comes to uh, aggression. And I think it did hurt them tonight. I, I think there were instances where if the Chargers would have would have gotten three points, you know, maybe it's a, a different type of a game. And in the one instance that, that really stands out is three seconds left in the first half. I mean, you're talking about a seven-point lead, a touchdown lead, uh, instead of just a four-point lead because you, you got a little bit greedy there. And you also had the Chiefs getting the ball. Um, and so that, that move didn't really make a, a ton of sense to me. And you left some points on the board by doing that, just two of five. And, and I understand. I, I know that you got to go and, and score touchdowns uh, against the Chiefs. But um, I, I completely agree. I, I felt like there was a lack of feel for, for Staley tonight. Um, and um, I, I do think it hurt him. I, th- I think it hurt him in this football game that really came down to um, what was in overtime. Yeah, I mean, 62% is where they were as far as going for it on fourth down. I mean, that offense, I mean, that they were top 10 on that. They went with the percentages, like I said, almost 62% they were at picking up those fourth downs. And, you know, they've had a lot of success doing it this year, and they thought they'd keep on doing it but didn't do it. Pete, have a great time. We'll talk to you Wednesday night. Of course, Arrowhead Pride Radio uh, Wednesday night, and, of course, you'll be on 610 throughout the week. But uh, enjoy this one in Los Angeles, my friend. All right, Jake.
Take care. There's Pete Sweeney right there. But, yeah, the Chargers are 62% on fourth down, and you know, they feel comfortable doing it. It was a comfortability factor with Los Angeles Chargers, and, you know, they may have to uh, – they may have to change their their mindset, uh, who and what they are, as far as doing that. They had the second more, most fourth down attempts made in the National Football League with 13, but obviously it didn't come up uh, for them tonight. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. They zone block it to the right, cut back left, run it, goes to Edward Delaire, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Kansas City, CEH with TD1. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown, Kansas City! That's right, Touchdown Kansas City with Mitch Holtis. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's Tully time. How about the fullback to start the scoring tonight? In motion, Kelsey right to left. Offset eye, Burton shades to the right as a fullback. Burton gets it on a trap inside the five. Burton grinding, grinding into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Brots on the grill for everybody. It's Michael Burton. Who? He had 27 yards on this drive and a touchdown. And the Chiefs go 95 yards to get the game's first points at 7.34 to go first quarter. Yeah, 11 plays, 95 yards, 5.53 off the clock on that drive, culminating with that Michael Burton seven-yard touchdown run, putting the Chiefs up seven, seven to nothing. Harrison Butker would add a 30-yard field goal, making the score 10 to nothing. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, but those Chargers, they were going to come back and make this thing interesting. They break back into the shotgun. And two eligible players on each side, and they want to throw it. Herbert wants to throw it. Now he steps up. He'll run it. Angling to the far pylon. He's got a touchdown. Justin Herbert running the ball is a weapon. It is his third rushing touchdown of the season, the eighth of his young career. Justin Herbert, one-yard TD run there. That made the score 10-7. to That was a 10-play, 75-yard drive, taking 536 off the clock. 9-12 left in the second quarter, 10-7 Kansas City Chiefs. But the Chargers would retake the lead. Herbert takes the snap. Play action fake. Now he throws the ball for the end zone. It's caught. Touchdown, Chargers. Jalen Guyton gets inside leverage on Tyron Matthew. The quick snap works for the Chargers in a four-yard touchdown. And they have their first lead of the night due to the Bolts at 13-10 with 3.15 to go in the second quarter. There was a nine-play, 42-yard drive, taking 456 off the clock for the Chargers. But eight of the nine plays on that drive were runs. They were running the football, the one pass there, that four-yard touchdown pass to Jalen Guyton. That put the halftime score at 14-10 Chargers over the Kansas City Chiefs. Third quarter, the only scoring would be Harrison Butker on a 33-yard field goal at 12-12 in the third quarter. Seven plays, 61 yards, 248 on the clock so the score at this point was 14 to 13 chargers and then the chargers would move ahead to 21 to 13. long count they try to go off tackle left to eckler he's into the end zone touchdown he has been an outstanding scorer this season his 10th rushing touchdown to go with his seven receiving touchdowns, and the Chargers take advantage of the interception by Mahomes at the two to score on the next play. 
And Austin Eckler, that two-yard run, that was just one play, two yards, as Mitch said there. 9.29 left in the game at this point. It's 21-13. to Chargers, you know, things were looking desperate for the Kansas City Chiefs. Until, guess who? Second down, goal to go for the Chiefs at the one-yard line. They fake to Edward Tillaire. They fire for the end zone. Caught Tyreek Hill. Back in the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. And Tyreek Hill getting open and a laser thrown by Mahomes that time. And the Chiefs are within two points at 7.44 to go in the game. Five plays, 75 yards, a minute 45 off the clock. That was at 7.44 left in the third quarter. That made the score 21 to 19. The Chiefs at that point had to go for two. Hardman trots in motion right to left across the formation. Now Hardman goes back. They fake the flip pass. Now Mahomes pump faking, still moving, fires it late. It is caught by Edwards Hilaire. Flag on the play to tie the game. And Bosa may be called for a penalty here for a late hit. A two-pointer ties it at 21 apiece at 7.44 to go in the game. So many crucial must-have plays. And we know the struggles inside the five from these two teams tonight, but the two-point conversion, huge because it made the score 21 to 21 at 7.44 left in the game. Then, with 2.19 left in the game, it was the Chargers regaining the lead. Justin Herbert retreats into the pocket, steps up, fires a pass, it's caught, touchdown. Keenan Allen. On a quick slant, and the Chargers regain the lead after the Chiefs just tied it on a touchdown and a two-point conversion. So 219 left in the game at this point. 11 plays, 75 yards, taking 525 off the clock. Keenan Allen at eight-yard touchdown reception. 28 to 21. Chargers at this point. Oh, do you think the Chiefs can go 75 yards again? Eh. Two by two, running back in the backfield to the right side of Mahomes. Steps up, flush to his right. Pump faking, now fires it late for Kelsey, who dives and catches it! Left side, touchdown! Kansas City on the right side of the field to the Chargers left. Burning Kazir White, and the Chiefs are within one of time, and now have a decision to make at 1.16 to go in regulation with the uh, Chargers leading the Chiefs 28-27. So, Travis Kelsey's seven-yard TD pass there, part of his 191 yards tonight. But the second 75-yard drive of the fourth quarter for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, as Melvin Ingram winning the toss in overtime, picking tails. And this will be the Tully touchdown of the game. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew, Irish Whiskey. This, this walk-off touchdown by the greatest tight end of all time. But TD wins it. 28-28 time in overtime. Edwards Hilaire, the running back to the left of Mahomes. Mahomes takes the snap at his right thigh, dumps it over the middle, caught by Kelsey at the 30, spins back behind Kelsey at the 15-yard line, Kelsey at the 10-5, touchdown, Kansas City in the biggest AFC West game in five years. The Chiefs put the hammer down with a 34-yard touchdown pass. Mahomes to Kelsey, and the Chiefs take a commanding two-game lead in the AFC West with a gutsy, gutsy, gutsy win in overtime. What a great call for Mitch Holtis right there. Travis Kelsey, 34 yards from Patrick Mahomes. Five plays, 75 yards. Minute 15 off the clock to take the game on a walk-off of Travis Kelsey. Has a career-high 191 yards 
in the game. But that was the Tully touchdown. The game brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Kramer, Chiefs now have moved to, to the first seed. Now they need some help. They need Pittsburgh to beat the Titans. Although there's still time left, you know, for the Titans to, you know, take that L. If the Colts uh, beat the Patriots, which could happen. You need to root for the Colts this weekend. The Chiefs could be sitting there with the number one seed, get that coveted bye that they so uh, desperately need, to be honest with you. It'll be interesting how things turn out, especially you know, for wanting to hope Tennessee can lose, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a fight no matter what uh, to figure out who's going to be the who's going to get the bye week for the first. I agree with you. It's going to be fun. To... Okay, we'll, t- we'll take a time out here. We come back. We'll hear inside that locker room. Plus, you want to call in with your reaction? Still nine one three five seven six seven six ten. We'll head inside that locker room next. You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Tis the season for the Santa Brownie Sunday, the Andy Nog Shake, or give the gift of Andy's gift cards this holiday season. Tune in Mondays at 2.15 for our weekly conversation with Patrick Mahomes on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. Tis the season for the Santa Brownie Sunday, the Andy Nog Shake, or give the gift of Andy's gift cards this holiday season. Here's Jay Binkley. Chiefs get the road win 34-28 over the Chargers. Mahomes now 12-0 on the road in divisional games. Andy Reid 35-6 against this division since 2015. The Chiefs are commanding two-game lead over the Chargers in the AFC West. ESPN, uh, before the game, put a 93% chance to win the AFC West for the Chiefs to get their sixth straight AFC West division title. Head coach Andy Reid, top five all-time in coaching victories, regular season and postseason. We'll head inside that locker room now to hear from Andy Reid, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's a very happy Andy Reid. What a game! Uh, as far as as far as the injuries uh, go, um, I really don't have much much for you at all, um, other than the guys, Chris, Willie, um, Legarius, um, you know, missing from our from our defensive side of the ball, and Josh from the offensive side. Um, I'm proud of the guys that stepped up and did a nice job in their in their place. Um, our fans were incredible. A lot of red here, uh, which is a beautiful thing, uh, always. Um, Brendan Staley, um, what a great job he's done with the Chargers, and um, you know. I might have just said his name. Did I say it right? Okay, good. <laughs> Losing my brain here. Um, but what a great job he's done uh, with this team. And uh, it was a battle. It was like two heavyweights going after each other. And um, we were able to uh, have the ball last. Uh, you know, my echoes off to Melvin Ingram for winning two coin flips. And, uh, and here he comes back <clears throat> to a team that he loved for all those years and um, had an opportunity to... Um, put on the uniform of his rival, one of the rivals, and and do such a nice job for us. So, um, Nick Bolton on defense had a nice night uh, with 14 tackles, and Yang uh, stepping in at tackle, back in a tackle, and 
did a good job. He kind of persevered through some ups and downs. He's going against one of the better defensive ends in the National Football League, and he got him a couple times, but he also dang, hung in there and got him a couple times. So uh, it was a great battle to watch. Um, offensively, um, Pat, you know, you got an idea when things, you know, I mean, he just keeps firing, and that's the part you love about him. He's never, never out of it mentally of a game. He just keeps rolling 400 plus yards. Um, Tyreek Hill was was uh, unbelievable with the job that he did. Uh, his energy level, man, I wish I could tap into that, man. He, he's unbelievable with endurance, quickness, all those things combined, speed. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> for for the old man, Kelsey, um, you know, uh, when everybody's talking about him losing a step or being off his game, here he steps up and um, looked pretty fast to me. Man alive, he was rolling. So listen, I, I'm, uh, the, you know, the offensive line, defensive line. Every, every, you know, this is one of those games. Everybody did good. The coaching staff uh, was incredible. <clears throat> there was never any panic on the sideline, which um, I appreciate. And uh, EB had a, a great game plan, as did Steve Spagnuolo. I mean, his, his that, that defense is rolling right now, and his his preparation is. Has been tremendous, and uh, and then Dave Tobe, um, after that first one, he made a few little corrections in there, and uh, special teams took off from there. So, anyways, with that time, yours. Obviously, you got some great defensive stamp, but when the team got that got that fumble, got the goal out of their what did you say to them? Obviously, when they when they got the got the fumble, gave it back, and they scored. Yeah. I said we got a lot of time left. Yeah, we just, you just, you know, the guys know. They know when they make a mistake. What was Pat's, what was Pat's mood? He, he, uh, he missed Hardman on the fourth down play, and then through the interception when you guys were backed up. What was Pat's mood at that point? And yeah, so listen, I, he just he keeps firing, and and so he wants to know what went wrong. He normally knows himself, and. Um, uh, so you, you just talk to him and make sure he just stays stays with it and um, get the get whatever mistake is taking place, just get it corrected and move on. Go ahead, Brian. And the other really along the same lines of Patrick, I mean, you've seen it quite a number of times now, but you, are you at a point where you, you know you can count on it, that nothing going wrong is going to take him off? Yeah, really? always. Yeah, yeah. So that's... He's unique that way. You guys have been around him now for a few years, and, and you've seen just about everything here. So, um, But he's going to stick stick with it, trust himself, trust the guys around him, trust the calls. He doesn't ever question that stuff. I mean, he just goes and plays. And, I mean, there's so many little things that I appreciate from him, and um, that's why he's one of the greatest, you know. So. I felt like if we got to the 40, we'd probably be in the ballpark there. And, um, you know, we, we just needed to get to that spot. We weren't, we weren't able to do that. But, you know, then by the time, you know, we ran out of time there. So we're down to five seconds, took a knee, and just said, listen, 
we have Melvin for the coin flip. When you're in a must-pass situation, down eight, down seven, um, what did you feel like worked with everyone that wasn't Patrick on I, yeah, I just thought the guys, the receiving core and tight ends, we were rotating everybody. Just trying to keep them as fresh as we could later in the game. And I thought they all stepped up and did a great job. So they, they jumped into a little bit of man coverage on us in the second half and a little bit more than what they had in the first half. So um, you gotta you got to win one-on-one, right? And and then know where the whole player is or the thief-robber player coming out of the sky. And so, um, you know, the guys handled that well and got themselves open. And and then after they caught the ball, there were yaks involved. So that, I thought that was big, too. Andy, you talked earlier about Adam Impact. You've talked almost after every game small, right? Yeah. So I was just wondering, is there anything to the idea that you guys have won this division for so long that there's some sort of advantage on this part that's so small to be on your side and disadvantage to be on the other side? Well, tonight, yes. Last time we played them, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, they, it, I, I do trust our guys. I think they trust themselves, which is huge in those situations. You know, but um, you, you got to go out and you got to produce like this. So your back's to the wall and you know, the guys, you know, they bear down when they needed to bear down. And uh, that, was a, that was a great job by them. Yeah. And yet, I have two of really quick on this. just cramping or did you take Yeah, he, um, he had a couple of things just where things were tightening up on him, um, mainly because he was running like 50 yards every play down the field. And uh, so we were just trying to get him a blow in there so he wouldn't cramp up, you know. But... Yeah, he's unbelievable, man. His endurance for a fast guy is phenomenal. I mean, it's hard hard to find that in this league that can run with his speed, play after play after play after play. Coach, just to follow up on, on Nick Bolton, um, in your conversations with Steve Spagnuolo, just how much has Bolton reminded you of a veteran here in, in his first year? Yeah, listen, he's he's gotten better every opportunity he's had to, to play. <clears throat> and... Um, he's got a bright future down the road. Uh, Vich did a nice job bringing him here, and uh, Brett and his scouts have just uh, really studied him. He's a great kid. Uh, he doesn't say a whole lot, but he he knows knows what he's doing, and and the guys know that. The veteran players know that. And then he's he's a sure tackle. He had a couple tackles down the stretch there, uh, as did 21. I mean, these, these are those are sure tackles right there. I mean, yeah. So. Andy, when you see them keep going for fourth down plays and, and you guys stopping them, what does that say about the magnitude of the game, how they approached it? And they, did that change anything from your perspective? <clears throat> yeah, so that's what they do. I mean, they do it with everybody. It wasn't just us. I mean, that's one of the things that they – we knew that coming into the game, that uh, if it's fourth down, it's, I mean, the head coach has said it. You know, he said uh, that's like third down to them, right? So um, – but you got to stop them, and so our guys got enough of those uh, to help. And we kind of went through the same thing, so we've got stopped too. But you know, you, it's a long field to drive. But both teams ended up driving the length of the field with pretty good drives. So, uh, coach, obviously, Greg Wynn, player to probably have the weekend off, come back Tuesday. 
with all the new protocols that the NFL sent out, what was your message to the players in the locker room on, on, on going further? Yeah, I wouldn't give them any time off. No, I am. <laughs> but yeah, you're like, yeah. So, anyways, they're, they're getting a little time off. Be safe. Be smart who you hang with. Be safe. And then the leagues, we went over all the new rules, Rick did, uh, just now. So they would, they would know what's expected. There's Coach A.D. Reed right there after the game. Talk about the NFL putting new protocols in place to make it a little faster for players to get back on the field. Um, you know, with one test instead of the two days, 24 hours apart, so the teams can get a, maybe a jump on that. Uh, the Chiefs didn't have that opportunity to do that this week as they played on Thursday night. But one of the guys he was talking about was Nick Bolton. And I know, Kramer, you were real high in the Chiefs drafting Nick Bolton this season. Matter of fact, all your mocks, you had him grabbing him. But, uh, you know, I think Brett Veach now, I think people start appreciating his drafts because he got two home runs in the second round. Nick Bolton leads all rookies in tackles. Hell, he leads his team by 37 tackles. Even with the limited playing time the last couple of weeks, leads his team in tackles for losses. Creed Humphrey is the uh, the highest-rated center in the National Football League. Not rookie, center in the National Football League. Just some home runs in the second round, which was a really unpredictable draft because you had guys that you didn't have a combine. It was tough, and you got Trey Smith throwing that equation. Just a home run of a draft. And uh, people want to give credit to the the year prior to that draft, saying, "Oh yeah, getting Legarius Sneed, Mike Dan, yeah. that was awesome." Now, the, the, this last year's NFL draft, he hit a home run, hit a grand slam, a walk off grand slam, if you want to put it on there, with uh, what he did in that draft last year. And making the deal to bring in Melvin Ingram. Oh, that I mean, was huge. Probably the biggest the thing he did. The GMs have to too. And by the way, happy birthday to Jason in Lone Jack. Uh, that's uh, compliments of Neil from Lone Jack. We'll get that in too. Is everybody's kind of excited? They should be excited. You get to sit and watch the NFL football this week, and you're already in the clubhouse. Chiefs have a two-game lead in the AFC West. It's a lot of fun. One of the guys that we'll hear from now, Travis Kelsey. Ten catches, 191 yards, and two touchdowns for Kelsey. I mean, he was the player of the game for this game, no question about it, considering all the all the coverage he's got this year from opposing defenses, trying to slow him down. People have questioned, does he still have it? Yes, he still has it. Now it's six straight years and 1,000 yards. No tight end had ever done it more than three years in a row in Greg Olson. But you look at Witten, you look at Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski. They've only had four, four seasons of 1,000 yards in their career total. Travis Kelsey's done it six straight years. Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill tonight combined for 12 catches, 339 yards, and three touchdowns. And per stats by stats, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, the first wide receiver tight end duo in NFL history, to each have at least 10 catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown in the same game. Let's hear from uh, Travis Kelsey himself. Let's hear from him. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Travis Kelsey on what was a fantastic game. Before anybody asks me anything, I just want to say congrats to Tyron Matthew, man. My brother is well-deserving of Walter Payton, man, a year award. Um, what he's done since he's been in the league on uh, every single city, including his home, uh, it's uh, it's encouraging and it's humbling. And it's um, the biggest thing is that he's he's influencing people to do the right things with their lives. And, man, I can't be more proud uh, than to than to see him um, represent this this city and this uh, this organization like that. Travis, it doesn't seem like you're a guy that gets down when things aren't going well when the team's winning. When I say that, I mean, for you personally, when you're not racking up days like you had today, 
it's still based on the past few weeks. Does that add a little something extra to the day you had today? Um, kind of ironic that you asked me that because uh, earlier in the day I saw, and Ted actually uh, pointed this out to me, I saw my brother um, give a speech about hope and that we play a game of uh, hope. Um, not only do we have to believe in ourselves, but um, we give a lot of hope and a lot of, a lot of happiness to the people watching. And um, how fortunate is that, man? You know, it's, um, it's pretty cool that uh, every, single, every single Sunday and then uh, every now and then a Thursday or a Monday night, we get to go out there and uh, show the world how, uh, how much fun we have doing what we do. And um, every single week, we just, we just hack away. Uh, and that's what this team does. Um, we have great leadership, Coach Reed, great leadership and all the coaches to, to just keep going and keep trying to figure out ways, you know, throughout the struggles, throughout whatever happens on the field. You know, you just keep leaning on your brother and uh, keep finding ways to, to get things done. And obviously, uh, that's what you saw today. I saw that today. I saw that the big guys started crying, man. I mean, when he gets crying, I get crying. I'm a, I'm the crybaby of the family, man. So for, to see him pour that emotion out there, man, that's all I was thinking about out there on the field, being down in the fourth. You know, just uh, don't let doubt seep in, and that's a, that's that's a life lesson right there. That's not just football. Where is that video from? Uh, I believe the Eagles, uh, Eagles press conference. Travis, Coach Reed and uh, Patrick Mahomes jokingly said you look good for the old guy out there tonight. How did you feel getting back in there and, and runs after the catch? I mean, it seemed like no one could get. Coach Reed always reminds me when I'm when I'm feeling a little sore. Those he keeps he always just kind of throws a jab at me. He said, "Feel like you're 22 again, baby." And instead of 32, I was 22 tonight. Travis, at what point did you at what point did you think touchdown as opposed to maybe just first down on that play? I'm always trying to get the ball in the end zone, get the ball as north as, as, as fast as possible and try and get that ball in the, in the end zone. That's the, that's the name of the game right there. So I was uh, instinctually just trying to get extra yards, trying to put our team in a position uh, to keep moving the ball downfield. And then sure enough, I uh, just saw a lot of guys working to, to get blocks downfield um, and just, uh, just find my way in the end zone. What, is that, what does that feel like when you get to the goal line? Feels like a 22 all over again, man. <laughs> Travis, a month ago you said you got your swagger back. Uh, how would you describe what you did tonight? I think I think that whole situation was something that was fun at the end of a at the end of a game that was very meaningful. That we had a lot of uh, lot, had a lot of fun uh, the entire night. It was kind of flawless the way we went about our our business. I think that was the Raiders, um, and it was it was just a lot of. Uh, Enjoying the win with my with my brothers, you know, a lot of people are saying that we we were down and out, and um, I'm not saying by any means we're where we need to be, but it definitely feels like we're on track to to getting there. And it's uh, in terms of our swagger, man, we always got that swagger, man. We always just keep trying to find ways uh, to get wins. Adam, Travis, do you feel like you're better at running after the catch than you were early in your career? And if so, what's behind that? Is that something you you've worked on or, or put the effort? I feel like nonstop I'm trying to find ways uh, to just have an understanding of even when I get open and I catch the ball, uh, understand what coverage is there in, understand the routes around me to always have another answer. You know, when I catch the ball, now, you, now I know where to attack the defense. And that's just been something uh, throughout the reps, throughout uh, understanding the defenses that teams are trying to play against you, uh, where those voids are, where those pockets are to try and, you know, make a guy miss and get vertical. Travis, in, in previous seasons, it, it seemed like clockwork for you and, and Tyreek to have 100 yards of production and, and you get a, a big win. It's been a little fewer and far between for both you guys in the same game. How dangerous can you guys be when you, all three of you, Mahomes, uh, Tyreek, and yourself, 
uh, really get going in the game. We can move the ball down the field against anybody, in my opinion. Uh, Tyreek is the best wide receiver I've ever seen play the game, man. And that's without the ball in his hands and with the ball in his hands. He's he's ultimate fighter. Um, so is Pat. So is one five back there. He's he's, you know, through all the criticism that he's had this year, we find ourselves winning our seventh game in a row. Um, and that's that's just uh, that's just him leading us, and and and, and nonstop every single week, every single play of every single game, uh, putting the team on his shoulders to try and find a, find a way to get a win. The walk-up touchdown we talked about, but that 69-yarder in the fourth quarter was, was almost as big. Can you take me through that play? A lot happened. You got held, then the guy fell down, and you almost got in the end zone. It's just playing football, man. It's just playing football and trying to get the ball in the end zone. I know it was a big-time spark for us. I think it was a third down. Um, I believe it was a third down, and just being able to connect with Pat, uh, get the ball rolling, and, and keep that energy up. Uh, Travis, what would you consider the makeup of, of this team this year? Prior to the last two years, obviously Patrick came in before you talked about how they would always get out to a big lead and try to hold, you know, hold up and you know get get ready for the playoffs. But this year's team obviously struggled coming, you know, throughout the season before the seven game win streak and the manner in which you all are winning. What would you say? I feel like you can't really uh, say anything about the entire makeup of a team until it's all said and done. We're not stop trying to grow and trying to become better and better every single week. And obviously there were some things that happened out there on, in the game today that we got to get better at. Um, might say, and I'll be the first one to raise my hand, even though you know I had a, a, a good game or whatnot statistically. There's still things that I got to fix, and um, with that mentality, man, you just keep getting better and better and better, um, and that's uh, that's Coach Reed right there for you. There's Travis Kelsey after the game giving some credit to Andy Reed. How about this for Andy Reed? Eight of the last nine seasons, he's won at least ten games. As he won his tenth game tonight, the only year he didn't do it was 2014, but he still finished nine and seven. That was the year. He didn't make the postseason, but nine wins. He's had at least nine wins every year with the Kansas City Chiefs, and eight of the last nine, he's gotten two double-digit wins. Uh, for the Chiefs, most consecutive games won. It's seven in a row. They did it in 1969, 1995, 2021. Uh, nine games in a row they did in 2003 and 2013, and ten games in a row, 2015 and 2020. Andy Reid ties Marty Schottenheimer. For Chiefs uh, in the Chiefs record book for most regular season wins with 101. Hank Stram sits at number one with 124. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, 31 games now over 300 yards passing in his career. That is number one for all time for the Kansas City Chiefs. Sitting at number two is Trent Green with 24. But Patrick Mahomes just keeps getting the job done as well as the Kansas City Chiefs just keep rolling. I mean, just just records after records when you look at it. The Chiefs are doing, and you know, the, the according to Stat Muse, the fifth team in NFL history to win ten plus games in seven straight seasons. The uh, 03 to 19 Patriots did it 17 times. 49ers did it 16 times. The Colts did it nine times in a row. The Cowboys seven times in a row. And the Chiefs are tied with the Cowboys. The Cowboys did it from 75 to 81. Chiefs 2015 to 21, winning. At least 10 games. Just an unbelievable deal. The Chiefs have a two-game lead in the AFC West. And I tell you what, things couldn't be any better than sit around and you know, rooting for the Steelers to beat the Titans and rooting for the Colts to beat the Patriots to keep the number one seed because right now the Chiefs have the number one seed in the AFC. Who would have thought when this team was three and four? Well, those players, they knew and they thought this was the Las Vegas Super Bowl favorite going this year. Can they make it three straight Super Bowls? It's hard to doubt them. It's hard to doubt it because the minute you doubt this team, boom, there they are. 
from three and four to sitting right now, the number one seed in the AFC. Thanks to Josh Klingler, sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs, to join us tonight. And thanks to Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, that took time to join us as those two guys join us each and every week. Thanks to Kramer Sansone, who produced this operation. Don't forget, uh, well, tomorrow's Friday, not Monday. It's going to be Red Friday, but kind of, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's Victory Friday. How about that? Good night, guys.